Welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out, talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, joined this evening by Erica from Canada. What's up, Erica? Uh, I found out that Quetzalcoatlus is in the new Jurassic Park and I lost my goddamn mind. That's all. <laughs> is that your favorite dino? What? It's my favorite dinosaur and I didn't expect it and I was very, it was very happy. Word. All right. Oh, that's exciting news uh, on a Thursday, no less. Uh, of course, we got Mr. George Arevalo from Miami, Florida. Back from COVID. <laughs> oh, like a phoenix arising from the this coffee <laughs> sneezy I mean, flames. Being from Florida, I feel like I deserve a medal for lasting as long as you did. You yeah, beat me for, only for by two out, months. But... For, hold, for holding out for two years and, you know, not I feel like not bad, you know, it's weird going to the testing lines and it's a like completely empty. Like it's just in and out to go and get tested for COVID right now. It's weird. Like I have COVID when no one else does. It's like I got last season's COVID. It's not even cool anymore. <laughs> you know? But, um, but, but no, I am. I'm, I'm grateful to, to, to be doing well. Um, you know, so, cause I know a lot of other people have not been as fortunate. So, but we're grateful as well and then of course last but not least we have mr adam gumbert from lexington kentucky bourbon country what's up man hey i didn't watch the jurassic park trailer yet but i saw stills from it still and if uh chris pratt doesn't shank a dinosaur i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> it, uh, so did they go to jail at the end of um jurassic world uh dominion or whatever the last one was called what was the no, no all this, I is dominion. this is dominion all i saw was a was a photo of him falling king with holding a knife oh because he's in prison know. right that's what happened they it, uh, straight no. through jail they just sent him to jail no he's a good guy he's a good he didn't guy. he didn't do anything he wrong i just knife? i finally I you said the, the straight to jail thing i just finally saw that for the first time i started i've, I've started watching parks and rec and I finally got to that episode. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy. That's the straight to jail guy. <laughs> what? I was just waiting for it oh. the entire time. You overcooked chicken, undercooked beef? <laughs> straight to jail. Straight to jail. Oh, <laughs> Fred Armisen, man, who is just a comedic genius. But I'm not entirely impressed by that show. It, it is nowhere near the level. Of the I don't office. know what season not you're even on, close. but the first two seasons. Second, I guess. Second, okay, I guess. so it gets like exponentially better after that. Like okay. the second season, they start finding their voice. Everything after that's gold. So it is funny. It's not bad, but it's it is not like it gets way better. Just trust yeah. me. It, it's still not the office, but like it gets way better than where, where yeah. you're even at. I suppose so. that's a tough that's a tough com- comparison. It is. Now. It is. When they stop trying to be the office, it gets better. But uh, and now I understand um, your fantasy football team name, Adam, <laughs> the, the Pawnee Pervverts. I didn't fucking get that. I didn't even know what that means. And then until. Third happily, man, he's he's good. <laughs> just he just he's perfect in that show. Yeah, though. Um, no, I'm not even gonna say it. Ah, yeah, I'll say it. Aziz Ansari's character didn't age very well, huh? No, he <laughs> again. Like I like what they do with him later on. Um, I found, yeah, him but he be... ended up getting in trouble for that kind of shit in real life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, art imitates life, and <laughs> yeah, so on I guess and so he wasn't. Forth. Like, I guess he wasn't acting. No. <laughs> um yeah i like to do a, a segment sometime on the podcast about uh, about that with like certain things because like um I, it, it's weird to go back and see certain shows or movies and stuff like with some hindsight of like things that happen in like the actor's real life and be like ooh, um so, watch yeah. baby driver right now with kevin spacey that that ages super well oh yeah i didn't even think about that i bet you that's probably just n- no fun really ooh. not a whole lot with kevin spacey that age well yeah, uh, except for like maybe um I mean I seven know. is still seven. great. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say seven. Uh I'm actually probably uh usual, usual suspects. suspects, yeah. Yeah. But uh on today's show, we're gonna keep it nice and light and chill, probably a little bit briefer mm-hmm. as well. Uh so talking about some Pokemon. I'm gonna be mostly listening, but also asking some questions. I know uh George and Erica have spent some time with the game, so I'd be very curious to hear the thoughts because um a pokemon something that i've ranged from like couldn't care less about to being very curious with this most recent game being kind of towards the latter uh we'll also be talking about sony's acquisition of bungie since we got a couple of destiny fans in the house uh we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that we might be do a little catch up on what we've been playing and watching so let's get right in with those little pocket monsters um i want to know uh 
what you think of the game, how it compares to like past Pokemon titles and like, you don't have to say what, which ver- like kind of like Pokemon game you like better, but like um, just how it compares. And then is this a, a friendly game for like a noob? So those are the things I want to know. But other than that, you guys talk away and give me your impressions. I'll give a quick two cents and then you can take it away, Erica, because I, I played very little. I basically did the oh, intro. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have I, I've played very little. My intention because I'm still playing through Brilliant Diamond, which I've been enjoying. But my intention was to play this um, on strictly on stream because I'm essentially playing two Pokemon games right now and it's kind of tough. So I was like, All right, I'm going to do one on stream and then one on my own time. Fortunately, I haven't been able to stream the past couple of weeks because of my wife's been hurt. Then I got COVID. So it's been so I haven't really played, but I got through the intro. What a fake Pokemon fan. I know. <laughs> shame on me but um i, I will say it, from the little bit that i played which is basically i have like three pokemon um a couple little intro battles and that's about it it just it feels like breath of the wild pokemon style is the is what it feels like to me and i really enjoyed that game um the graphics are very similar um it feels it feels pretty like rewarding to see a pokemon out like in the wild and and chuck a pokeball at it you know or fight it um it, it has a really cool feel um it, it you do feel the difference like if you're in and like at rpg breath of the wild style type fight where you're still kind of moving around um and still c- controlling your pokemon but that's literally all i've played so i have very little on it so please hype me up erica because i'm, I'm very excited to, to get back into it yeah um i'm really enjoying it um i'm enjoying it um, i'm enjoying it enough that i'm gonna actually go in um it's the first so for context um this is a sort of a prequel type game to previous pokemon um so instead of it being like hey here's your electronic pokedex go point it at a pokemon and it'll tell you all about it um the whole point of the story is that it's they're literally you're making the first pokedex Mm. um nobody knows anything about any pokemon pokeballs have just been invented by this one guy um, and people who like the, the idea that you could go out and catch a Pokemon is mind boggling to people. Like it, you, that you, for your first challenge in the game, they're like, Hey, go out and catch three Pokemon. And you're like your friend rival immediately freaks out and says, that's way too hard. Like no one can do that. Um, like that's how early on in like the, the concept of like your basic Pokemon, like setup goes, uh, which makes the game feel a lot more, um, like an adventure as opposed to a journey, I think is the best way I can describe it. Cause yeah, like it's, it's very open world, Breath of the Wild, like esque. there's a couple, it's not as quite as mechanically uh, great as <laughs> Breath of the Wild was. I have a lot of issues um, with the way like you interact with the environment a lot of times. Um, but like having these bigger, bigger areas to go out and explore and, you know, finding the right times to go and like find areas where Pokemon spawn and things like that. Cause certain ones only spawn in specific areas on the map at, the, at specific times and things like that uh it's great it's so much fun and so to go with that of you inventing the pokedex there's a whole bunch of side quests introduced to pokemon for like basically the first time there might have been some other ones in the other games but like you actually have a quest log of things to do and uh this game is is like enjoyable enough that i want to both like catch all the pokemon to at least have a basic deck dex entry for everything and also finish all those side quests uh it's just kind of the right this is the step in the right direction for what you wanted for the game right because things felt kind of limited previously like routes were there and there was new stuff on them but you know it was start at the beginning and go to the end and that was kind of it but now you're in an area to fulfill a purpose and that purpose is kind of all over the place so yeah uh, how many pokemon are in the pokedex like roughly oh i actually don't know how many are there um there is a rcs dex count Sorry to put you on the spot. That's okay. There's 242 apparently. Okay. So it's not like obscene, like where. No. Um, I've done the full decks in previous games, so it's not a huge deal. Um, but yeah, so it's not it's not a huge deal. Also, there's a lot of overlap in areas. So um, you know, like your your basic weak Pokemon will kind of be across um all there's five different regions. Five? Five or six, I forget. Uh so some of them, you know, repeat across all of them. Uh, so it's not I, like as like oh, you go into a new area and suddenly there's 50 new things to catch. It's like here's a couple new ones and here's a couple old ones, which you take take however you, that however you'd like. Uh, but the variety is good enough um, that there is at least one of one of your favorites is probably there somewhere. It was like um, what, what I was excited about. Uh, obviously, I haven't played too much of it. It's just how mm-hmm. ambitious it is. Like it's a pretty ambitious undertaking for them because it's like a complete 180 to what they've been doing. Right? They've been they've been essentially doing a rinse and repeat of the same formula 
since the original red and blue games, right? It's literally been the same thing, just like obviously with more technology, a little bit more depth, but it's basically the same game. Collect your HM badges, beat the Elite Four, become the champion, collect them all. You know, Sword and Shield had a little bit of a different things with the Switch, which was really cool, but still generally the same concept of the game. So this this getting a more traditional RPG feel um, is 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 pretty cool. Um, yeah. So you haven't it, gotten there yet, uh, yeah. but this game has boss fights. Yeah, which is awesome. Like it's, I've seen it was, that. it's super unexpected. Yeah. So yeah. big giant Pokemon that you're fighting that are supposed to be challenging. I don't know how difficult the game is. That isn't that is a gripe that I have with some of the Pokemon games that there's some of them are too easy um, and, and, and they don't like they feel like as difficult as it was when I was eight, you know, like, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing where you just if you just know the the weakness, like you're going to crush it, you know. Um, so I, I hope there's a bit more challenge in it. But um, but I'm just happy that they're doing something completely different and it seems to be well received so far. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I'd expect whatever ne- whatever comes next, probably even better. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how much you've played, Erica, but do you think that this is something that can uh, be attractive to a not traditional Pokemon fan? Like from just an RPG? Does it, does it stand alone yeah. as an RPG game? I, I'm not sure. So for context, there <laughs> are, I'm in the last region. Uh, I, I'm on the last, the last, like um, in the list of like, I guess you here's, Here's your MacGuffin, go to each area and beat the boss in each area. I'm in the last, I'm right at the last boss of the last area and I've left to go finish my Pokedex. Um, it's it's always hard to talk about that when it's a game series that I will like enjoy no matter what. Yeah. Because um, I love Pokemon. It, eh, it's not, I, I, I don't know how much like I think beyond like, oh, look, a Crobat, I'm so happy it's here. <laughs> uh, I think it's, if you, I think if you like like the open world kind of games and you prefer those better and you like exploration over that, like you have to go here and you have to do this and that's all there is to the game, then give it a shot and see. But uh, yeah. I, I need know. something just, for the Switch. Like, cause I'm going to yeah. Europe in April. Like um, I stuff to play at home is not going to be an issue, but I'll be gone for essentially like two weeks. So it seemed like a good thing that I could like pick up and put down that like, would have enough like of a long long enough tale that i could like play it you know like whilst traveling i mean i've got lots of time in airports and planes especially i would guess the switch this the fact that it's on the switch is kind of what would put it over into i think it'd probably be worth giving it a shot because obviously it's a switch game right so it's going to play like a switch game but these type of games like a breath of the wild that style of game is some of the deeper switch games that you can get you know, is it going to replace something that you could play on your Xbox or PlayStation or PC? Probably not. But given your circumstance and what you're going to be doing, like, it seems like it'll be a quality game for that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely going to be streaming it, you know, at the very at the latest next week. So if you want to take a look to see how it is, yeah, I, um, I like some cool things that I did see. I don't know if it stays like that all throughout, but like I was in a town, I guess one of the starting towns and in most RPGs, like I have a habit of wanting to talk to everyone to see what they say, if they're going to give me stuff. But what was cool was as I was walking, there would be text bubbles popping up over people's heads mm-hmm. already saying what they would have said. So I didn't have to stop to talk to them mm. unnecessarily. Um, I don't know if it does it do that all throughout the game pretty consistently, Erica. Yeah. If you if there's an NPC you like need to talk to to get a quest, they'll automatically pop up when you go in and it'll pinpoint exactly where they are for you. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, everyone will just give you like generic. As far as I'm aware, they give you generic dialogue. Except which, for I which, think one. There's one situation in which that's not the case, but you kind I, of end up talking to this NPC a lot by accident anyway. Which I think is like a cool thing, especially if you're relatively new to the series that you don't need to know all the lore, or, but it's there if you want it kind of thing, if you mm-hmm. want to delve into it so that you're not Sometimes those games can get overwhelming by just talking to everybody unnecessarily because that, that is kind of frustrating with Pokemon is in the traditional games. You got to talk to everybody because one of them might give you something yeah. randomly mm-hmm. and there's no way to know who, you know, but um, that was so, one of my favorite things in the Mass Effect. Like actually the original was like you got side quests from just hearing news reports. It'd be like yeah. colonists on this planet have been missing for three months and then it would just be like Burp, in your quest line. It's like, <laughs> yay. All right, cool. <laughs> I love that. Like I'm just walking around or riding in an elevator. 
Um, well, I look, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I, I still haven't made up my mind, um, but that definitely helps. Like, um, I also got it for 40 bucks pre-ordered. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I might look say, for a CDT's deal or something. That's the, the flip side of it. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's on the one hand, it's like, it's, it's the way it's the step in the direction that you want Pokemon to go, but it's still Pokemon. So it's still like, you know, the, the, the thing that people have been saying, and they're absolutely not wrong. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really great looking PS2 game. Hmm. and things like that like i think a lot of a lot of the mechanics sometimes like um again i have issues with mo- moving around on things where your character hits a slight incline and their speed drops to zero Ooh. as they can no longer walk up this like you know 30 degree incline for no reason and it's just eh. but you know as long as when you're going under going into an understanding of playing a pokemon game and that's like kind of like the baggage you take with it yeah it's 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 great it's a lot of fun um I love them because you don't have to grind. It's an RPG that doesn't have any like heavy grinding in it, which is my favorite because I get bored very easily. Yeah. So ground groundbreaking for a Pokemon game, not at all groundbreaking for an RPG. I mean, I really yeah. enjoyed <laughs> that aspect it. of uh, Persona Five Royal. Was that like, like getting the personas? Like you could, mm-hmm. um, like train them up or level them up, like uh, and even combine them. So like, like I was not a completionist in that because there was way too many combinations and it wasn't necessary but they have the same kind of mechanic of like, there's all the different elemental damage types. And like when you're in fights, if you know like what the enemy like personas uh, are weak to, you can just wreck stuff like nonstop. So yeah, um, yeah maybe it'll scratch that itch. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, think on it um, a bit more um, before. And your uh, side quest your... also um, actually encourage you to fill your Pokedex out. Cause a lot of times it is, it, it's not like side quests of like, most of them are like, I want six berries. Go out into the woods and get some berries. It's more like actually asking you to engage with like Pokemon and with the world and stuff like that, which is also great. And you get level, you level up in things based on like doing and catching lots of Pokemon or beating lots of Pokemon or seeing lots of things. So at least on that side of it, like it, the game um, not requires, it encourages you to actually engage with it. As opposed to just being like, hey, what do you want? I do think that's always been a staple of Pokemon games. While they don't really have side quests per se, like the Pokemon games have always rewarded you for doing something off the beaten path, like kind of just finding little secrets and doing stuff like that. Um, mm. Rarely result in, in like wasted time in the Pokemon game. So it looks like they're capturing something similar to that with these side quests. So that's good. Yeah. And it's like your skill progression thing. So you have like, you know, you're, you're in the Survey Corps and you rank up in Survey Corps by fulfilling your pokedex and if you fill your pokedex by doing all hope like it, it seems like it's monotonous to go and sit and fight the same pokemon like six times but because at least like the movement is dynamic and things like that it's not as bad as it sounds hmm. and again becomes enjoyable because when you get to the ones that only show up under very specific circumstances you have to like do a lot of hunting around oh very yeah very, if very you don't cool. pick that up i still kind of want to play the game that erica talked about before the um Jeez, the, the League of Legends game? What was it? Oh, the something, King. The, the King something? Oh, Rune King? Rune, Rune King would be King. another good time sync as well. <clears throat> yeah. So that's still that's a game that's on my list. That's definitely a consideration. I think that one's like 30 bucks, right? Or something. So yeah. probably cheaper, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's attractive. You have to look at the, the release calendar too uh, for the Switch to see what's going to be out between now and, and uh, the uh, the UK trip. I think the Switch sports game might be out. Not that I could like play that on a plane or anything, but like I'm just <laughs> excited could, that, that that was yeah, just <laughs> piss off everybody around me. Um, um play Assassin's Creed and the, the best person you'll ever play. It. Oh no, no. Like with Kirby and his big mouth, that mouth mode or whatever the hell they call <laughs> it. Mouth mode. <laughs> oh my god. What that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of memes and I was confused, and then I saw the, the little bit. And I was like, now I get it. So it's so funny. Uh, so let's pivot to um to Bungie and Destiny because uh, like Adam, I know you've like bounced in and out of uh Destiny like fairly casually, but. Um, I, I do want to hear your take because like you've had some awesome takes on Twitter this week about like acquisitions and all that kind of good stuff. So um, I'll be curious to hear what you think about this. But um, then, you know, news broke that uh, Sony was uh, or had purchased um, Bungie and uh, quickly after uh, Bungie confirmed that they wanted, uh, I think, Destiny for sure. Maybe some of their 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 uh, future games as well would continue to be cross platform, and they wanted to like you know keep their uh, their universes um, you know with a, as large an audience as possible, which makes sense. Um, 
yeah, I thought this was cool. I laughed at everybody that thought this was like a reaction to Microsoft as if Sony could put to de- uh, together a deal that big in like a week or whatever. But like, um, ever, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, what did you guys make of this? Like, did it like, I, I thought like this was probably good for Bungie. Like, you know, it's nice that they've been independent for a couple of years, but I think like George and I would probably agree that they could use some more like cash and staff to like keep up like with their ambitions. But um, that's, that's really my, my primary take on it. Quick, quick question for somebody who doesn't know, isn't familiar with Bungie's like general roster of games. Do they do any other games than destiny Two? Because when you go to their oh. website, all it's everything is destiny and i there's not even like here's the games we make it's just destiny so i think they have oh i, I sorry let me uh, scratch that i know they have one new ip that's in the works that's not going to be a uh like you know games as a service like type thing and then i mm-hmm. i think there also is a second ip that uh, we don't know anything about um so so yeah, not lately expanding. but yes they are planning to they also okay. before destiny they i mean they essentially created halo yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, it seems like they've always yeah. had like all their eggs in one thing, uh, one basket at a time. That's been their thing. A lot of talent there. Like, I'd love to see them be able to like have multiple projects going at the same time. Because as much as I love Destiny and get like really into Destiny for several months at a time, it would be neat to have like some smaller scale stuff from them because nobody does shooters like like Bungie. I mean, nothing ever feels even uh, you know remotely close in my opinion to like how they do shooters so i yeah so i've my uh my thoughts on it have changed like a little bit over time as i've let it sink in and i've spent more time thinking about it like at first um i mean i thought it was a good thing because like i i felt like at least me i was expecting more from bungie when they dropped when they severed ties with activision you know, like I thought they were going to get more creative freedom and deliver us d- deliver more. Um, but I wouldn't say they under delivered, but I would say we've, in my opinion, have not seen anything as good and in-depth as what they delivered when they were with Activision. Well, they had three support studios. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Right. So, Destiny, so, so helps. but I'm saying, but that's the, uh, that's just, that's the bar you set, right? Yeah. Um, we haven't seen anything that, that quite rivals Forsaken, or in my opinion, even comes close to it. No, um, I agree. So to me, like I'm, I'm the gamer here. I don't really care about, I don't have any, like, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm Xbox main, but I'm going to have both. So I'm going to have access to whatever I want. So for me, I want, I want the best experience. I want the game to, I want Bungie to be able to provide the best experience. So I think it's a good thing in that regard because they're going to have more money um, and more funding to hopefully deliver experiences like they did back when they were with Activision. Um, so that's what I'm excited about um, personally. Like, I, I think that's going to be a good thing. I, I don't think they could keep up uh, doing it all themselves like this. And, I, and I've personally be, been less than thrilled with what's been put out you know not that it's been horrible by any means i'm not trying to bash bungie it's just nothing has come close to topping that you know um there's longer gaps between big content drops and like i feel like they're having to find creative ways to like spread that content like as thin as possible um probably because we could just resources right and like time and manpower um i think they're doing the best they can but like there's definitely a clear difference between like activision uh blizzard um published bungie and then like bungie like on its own like yep but but in recent days this is where i start to wonder why sony so obviously like there's a lot of history between bungie and microsoft right with halo hell a couple years ago they had um destiny's latest expansion and everything on game pass I think Phil Spencer is a big fan of Destiny. Um, and obviously, Microsoft has a lot more spending power than Sony. So my question is, was Microsoft at the table? Did, did they have an offer? Why? Because t- I feel like if Microsoft had the, the opportunity to buy Bungie for the exact amount, they would, right? Like, given how much they've been spending lately, why wouldn't they? So I'm, I'm very curious as to why they went with Sony and I and I would I would give anything to know if Microsoft did anything if they knew what happened if if 
if they the rumor is TV and movies. That's the that's the current rumor is that there's like <clears throat> a bundled sort of as part of that which deal. makes sense, right? There, Sony's a multimedia. Yeah. So do you do you think that Bungie prefer wanted Sony's, uh, I guess, entertainment industry expertise to to further expand the Destiny franchise or whatever other franchise as opposed to just having a I think it's, it, um, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, don't know with certainty, but I think like you could, uh, you could definitely envision a world where like, it makes sense for to have like, you know, television and film division. Um, if you want to expand that out, like their universes outside of games to have somebody who like contractually will say like, yes, we'll do, you know, uh, a TV show and a film or whatever the case is. And, and to be able to like navigate the rights, like effortlessly, because you just own the studio right like you just you own the right so there's no i don't know like contractual like landmines to to get through or anything like that you have just kind of complete control so and in exchange for that bungie gets the resources obviously or the input like to to make it as good as possible so i could see that i don't know you guys think that microsoft had an offer out there it's purely speculation but do you think they had an offer my boy Adam's been on fire on Twitter like this week. So Adam, I want you to jump in because like I, I loved your take uh, about, um, you know, sort of uh, how like these acquisitions don't always necessarily mean exclusivity and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, acquisitions in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. real quick to George's thing. So this two separate things. Do I think Microsoft had an offer to Bungie? I'm sure they did at some point, but I don't think I've never seen a company do multiple giant acquisitions at once. Like you never see like, you know, Discovery bought stuff from Time Warner and then they also bought something at the exact same time. Like you already have to go through the FTC and like plead your case that it's not a monopoly. I don't think buying three or four publishers at the same time makes your case look good. (laughs) Yeah. So I think they were like, we've got one with another. And then I've also heard from multiple, you know, video game people and podcasts and stuff that basically everyone is always talking to everybody. So I'm sure at some point, probably multiple times, Bungie had offers from different people. So I wouldn't be shocked that they were just like, this is the one they finally decided to do. So that's what it seems like. It's weird because it's been been pretty much confirmed that Microsoft has tried to buy Bungie in the past, right? Um, I think maybe as recent as like a couple of years ago. It's just, I don't know. It's just just weird that 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 didn't happen. It's like, I I would have guessed that Bungie wasn't for sale. And that's the reason that it hasn't really materialized. Um, so I, I was super surprised by it. Yeah, no, what I see is that again, I don't know who they're, they're always talking, they don't necessarily are always out there doing it, but everyone's always like, What if? Um, but what Chris is talking about, so we had the acquisition of uh Activision, and yeah. Phil Spencer was going on about like, We want to keep it Call of Duty on PlayStation. We don't, he's like, That would my desire is to keep it over there. Um, and then when Sony bought Bungie, and then immediately mm-hmm. they were like, We're actually staying independent. Everything is cross-platform. And then earlier, I think it was either today or yesterday, Microsoft straight up came out and said, like, we've got three, he's like, we have deals with Call of Duty and Activision for PlayStation. And after those deals expire, we still intend to keep going to PlayStation. They straight up said, like, oh, we don't intend to keep Call of Duty specifically. I think is what they're talking about. Um, exclusive. So like Chris was saying, what I what I tweeted about is it seems to me that all of these, so Bobby Kotick was talking about they were going to sell Activision no matter what. He's like, hey, we can't keep up whenever we going up against Google and Meta and Amazon and all that. So to me, it seems like Microsoft, Sony, lesser extent Nintendo, and I think Valve was also mentioned in a quote at some point, are the, the video game companies. And I it feels like they're trying to protect their the industry right because if you think about uh like capcom five percent of capcom just got bought by some random you know thing in saudi arabia they're just oh yeah we just own part of that now and it's like ooh, it seems to me like if activision's like hey we're for sale and then microsoft comes to the table and then amazon comes to the table and then facebook comes to the table i feel like microsoft's like yo if those guys get it things are these 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 companies are not video game companies so it seems to me like they're like, we're not fighting Sony. We don't care if you play on our box or their box or whatever. We just don't want, like, it's nice to put these things in Game Pass and help the business, of course. But having these tech giants take everything up away from the people who make video games seems like a bad business move. So I think that's what they're doing. They're literally just like protecting their industry. And they're like, we don't care about where you play it, but we don't want it to go in the hands of someone we don't think would take care of it. That's 
my guess, just because there's no exclusivity. So like with Bethesda, you're like, oh yeah, they bought it because they want exclusive games. But now they bought an even bigger company and they're like, it's not exclusive. So yeah, to me, it just seems like, yeah, we're trying to protect games compared to, we just want you to not play a PlayStation. I'm sure they would prefer you play an Xbox or on Game Pass. I think, I take, think it's it can offset the uh, cost a little bit of Game Pass. Like, right? Like if you think about it, like if every copy of Call of Duty on PlayStation is sold versus like somebody playing it as part of Game Pass, like you're still giving the value proposition to your Xbox, like, you know, like fans and like Xbox first people, but still making like, you know, significantly more money on those sales as well. Like on on the Sony Compared to Google getting getting it and being like, oh, well, it didn't work out. So we're canceling everything. Just like they have the Stadia. They started um, multiple studios. They hired a bunch of big talent. Like, oh yeah, Stadia is a big thing. And then a year and a half later, like, oh, well, you know, we're going to change things up. And actually none of those games ever came out. And they literally bought people and brought talent over and then did nothing with them because that's what Google does. Cause it's a tech giant. They don't care about video games. Ah, Jade Raymond, you know, like yeah. uh, comes to mind, like just complete wasted talent. Um, was it Amy Hennig over there for a little bit too? Probably she's everywhere that they don't make games. So. Oh, it was like, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know, and the reason I say that was like, you know, she is such a talented like game director. I'm really sad. We didn't get to see, um, you know, the star Wars project. Um, so yeah anyway i don't mean to pull us into the weeds but um no, but i think a, that was a, a good take. take yeah of yeah. course dude because I, I didn't think of it like that and and it's true when you think about it yeah i you know I, and it because it completely contradicts what i just said about like i don't give a shit where it's on like i'm gonna have access to everything and then i didn't think like yeah there's a scenario in which even somebody like me isn't happy and that's if like google and amazon are fucking with everything right like if they start messing with 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 gaming and and kind of ruining shit, you know, because that is those are two things that I have zero interest. You Pay one hundred fifty dollars <laughs> for Prime, or you can't play Call of Duty. Like, oh yeah, boy. you know, I mean, I've got Prime anyways, but still, like, I've got zero interest. I got an invitation for Luna. Fuck that, uh, Stadia. No, thank you. Like, I've got no interest in any of that. Like, I just, yeah, Luna's like there is is like their their Stadia or whatever Stadia, whatever it's called. Amazon. But um, I've never heard of this. Oh God. Yep. It's a thing. Based gaming. The the fact that you've not heard of it, I think, says like a lot about like where that where that whole situation is. I think it's close, but it's still not there. And like, it's true. The desire is not really there for like. I think like most people are like, I would love this to be a thing, but like, there's so many limitations that are are still kind of. They're looking at it like a streaming. They're looking at it like streaming services right now. Now everyone has a streaming service, right? Every you've got Peacock, Hulu, ESPN. Everybody has their own streaming service and that's fine. And the reason why I think that works is because, well, before being a streaming company, you you have the, the media, right? Like if you're ESPN, you have ESPN content, your Hulu, you had your Hulu content, um, the, you know, like the, the local cable providers. So like Paramount or or like peacock with nbc and stuff like that like you already have the content so you're just not putting it on someone else's platform you're creating your own right so that makes sense but they're trying to do this with gaming we're like well let's we want a piece of the gaming market so let's just do some gaming stuff and see what we can get and it's not working because like you know we're gonna stick with our tried and true games you know that are already delivering the experiences that we want that are that their main focus is on us you know, so so yeah, that, that there is a scenario in which a, a a piece of the market share is taken up by something we want no part of, which I think right now is Amazon, Google, and all that shit right now. So good point. I mean, it, it already kind of happened with uh, the Oculus, right? With Facebook uh, making you have a you have to have a Facebook account to be able to use the Quest um, and stuff like that. So. I've enjoyed watching their shares because like, I don't own any uh, just tumble uncontrollably <laughs> the last like week and a half or so, because I, I they, like it, like that's a great example of a company that like used to be cutting edge. And I feel like has increasingly become out of touch with like what people want in the spaces that they're trying to kind of insert themselves into. Um, so it, it, it is weird. So yep. good shit, Adam. I like it. I worked real hard on it. <laughs> i just imagine you on the crapper like, like furiously right. type and uh, send yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh let's let's catch up a little bit on what we've been watching slash playing we'll keep it chill i know adam's got a heart out here very shortly so um 
yeah, let's uh, let's do that, and then we can can go enjoy the weekend. Cool. So, gaming, not really a lot, honestly. Um, you know, there was so much of a, a fervor to do everything for game of the year. I haven't really messed with too much. Did start the new season of Apex though, and played some Fortnite because they keep putting out these skins, and I'm like, hey, that looks like a nice skin. Let me get that bad boy, George. Don't give me that. The whole Boba crew is there. I know, but I, but I won't do it. I won't I'm do doing it. it. I have. <laughs> The only ones that I really care I'm about. I'm an adult and I do what I want. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really just Star Wars and Marvel that I care about on Fortnite. But every time it comes out, I'm like, I got to get that. Um, so not really a lot gaming except for Battle Royals. But I've gotten this really good flow of watching TV shows because I haven't watched a lot of TV in the past year. So I'm catching up. So Monday and Tuesday, I'm watching What We Do in the Shadows. Fantastic fucking show. It's basically it. perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Wednesdays was Boba Fett. Boba Fett Wednesdays. Had a really good time with that for seven weeks. Thursdays, Peacemaker. Oh, boy. That's a fucking good one. George, I know you don't like John Cena, but God damn, that show was great. You're, miss- you're missing out, truly. I, I'm, like, I'm going to watch. Dude, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. I'm kind of like you, Adam. I have not played. I have not turned on my Xbox or PlayStation on in weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then Fridays, Erica will like this. I mean, Erica already knows. On Fridays, we got a critical role Vox Machina on Amazon Prime, and boy, that show's been fucking fun to watch. It's super good. Yeah, so I've just been watching every day. I've had a new thing to watch, and that's what I'm doing until you know February ends, and then I have nothing in my life for another month. So that's what we're doing. Oh yeah, good. I like it. TV catch up. Who wants to go next? I'll piggyback off that because that this summarizes what I've been doing. Um, yeah, uh, Legends of Vox Machina. Um. Again, another one of those things where I have a little like bit where I'm trying to keep track of everything that I like and like, you know, as like notes uh, of why I like them. And all I have for Vox Machina is mm, Vox Machina because this is the thing and the reason why I love D&D and everything like that. So again, I will love this thing if it was trash, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, like I said, Pokemon for a week and a half straight. That's all I've been doing. It, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It, it's as much as dour as I sounded when we were talking about it, it, it is really enjoyable. No, I think you were approaching. Uh, I it didn't come off that way to me. I think like it sounded like you were approaching it with like a, hey, so the person that loves Pokemon, this is what I think of it. But also like if yeah. I'm being objective, like here's some stuff that I I, I don't love. And, I was trying to remove the rose tinted glasses just like a little bit, so I wasn't just like, hey, Pokemon, I love it. Mm. Yeah, no, you. Yeah. I mean, like I I thought it was balanced, so no worries there. Yeah. I didn't think you Love's were overly good. negative or or positive, so. Yeah. Uh, I have no Last of Us updates because my sister is not around for me to play with. So hopefully that will get finished this year. <laughs> what a fake gamer. Jeez. <laughs> Look, I already gave the first game like a less than seller review and everyone cried about it. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I, you need, I don't want to hear your review until Bobby's present for it. <laughs> oh, God. <that's laughs> Especially if you're like, love it. Off. If you end up loving it, like. God. <laughs> it'll be so great. Uh, I'm hyping up um, for media stuff. Um, Uncharted comes out next week. The movie. excited for it whether it's good or to see if it's, well, it's gonna be awful be yeah uh famously want to see it february is famously the dumping ground for movies that they just don't think would do well in the summertime yeah um, well, also um uh uncharted an uh, uncharted horizon horizon comes out next week as well yeah that's true yeah so the game I that i wish i had time to play but like i won't so yeah are we getting that chris i don't think so right eventually but like i mean between elden ring and destiny like it'll be like realistically three to four months probably before i can like get around to that i would say three months before i could get around and at that time i'm hoping it'll be like on sale or like Mm. slightly reduced so oh yeah how about you george um now i've been kind of like i have not been gaming a whole lot um Obviously, I've just been exhausted, right? Between between fucking COVID and and, and taking care of the wife because she shared her foot. So, dude, I don't know how parents do it, man. I, I've gotten a lot of respect for parents uh, over the past uh, week and a half, two weeks, because, like, one, I mean, her, she works about forty five minutes away. So, fortunately, a coworker is taking her in the morning, but I pick her up. So it's like a forty five minute drive to pick her up, forty five minute drive back. Then I gotta cook. I gotta help her get upstairs. Help her get ready. You know, because she she's it's like her right foot, so she can't drive. Um, and then, dude, by the time I'm done with that, um, I'm fucking tired. Like, you know, and and my wife's an adult who can communicate and she can still do stuff. So I don't know how people do it with kids or more than one kid, for that matter. Um, Adam, salute. You know, because <laughs> um, that shit is tough. 
and 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 i've been falling dude normally i stay up to like midnight one i've been falling asleep like nine ten like just because that's it i got nothing left in the tank you know cooking every day all that stuff um so the most that i've gotten is a little bit of switch time playing brilliant diamond um and that's really it i haven't been able to play legends uh haven't really been able to play anything this coming week i hope to get back into destiny to get, get back in the swing of things um before uh the new content drops um so that i can then be disappointed by it um <laughs> but uh no nah, it's gonna be great but uh i've been watching a lot of tv so that's what i'll talk about i finished ozark um great show bummer that it's like split in two halves but if you haven't seen Ozark, it's the final season, but you got to watch it. It's it's such a good show. Um, it's so good. Chris, you would love that show, man. Because I, it's We're like, caught up except for like the, oh, okay. the most recent. Season. Like, so like we haven't oh, started this, but like that it's like very soon on the list. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I love it. I agree. So our, Ozark, very good. Obviously up to date on Boba Fett. Um, finished The Witcher finally. Um, I don't know why it kind of dropped off. It's very, it's very okay show. To me, I enjoy it because I love The Witcher, but I still feel like that show is just on the cusp of taking off and it doesn't like it's just I don't know, like it like it's still a good. I, show. I watched one episode of season two and I had no desire to go back. Like It's good. Like there's a lot of good stuff that happens in season two. I, I like it. Um, but fuck, my dude is carrying the show, you know, and and the writing is OK. It's just like I feel like that show has so much more potential and it's not living up to it. Like it's just right there it really needs something to really capture people i'm surprised that it's doing as well because like for someone who doesn't know anything about the witcher like your your casual fan i'm 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 shocked that they can kind of keep up with it like i'm shocked my wife likes it um it's weird to me so maybe maybe i'm not shocked that your wife likes it because my wife (laughs) doesn't like it but she'll like occasionally like peer uh you know shirtless uh cavil handsome man helps yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i mean you know i don't know i i feel like they could they could do a better job with the show it's not bad by any means it's just like i mean i I feel like they kind of had hopes of making it like a game of thrones type show and i know game of thrones went to shit but it's not anywhere near there, the, the beginning no. of, of Game of Thrones, in my opinion. And it could be like it could be, you know, like you, like if it was the quality of the like the game. Season, yeah. season one was pretty strong. I, I doesn't watch a lot of TV. So I, I so I like season one because of what I hoped it would turn into. Right. Like I'm like, this is an awesome first season and there's so much potential. I can't wait for season two. And then to me, season two is just kind of very much the same thing as season one for me anyways in terms of like excitement um so it's like man you're just giving me not really taking it to the next level and that's kind of like it's a solid eight for me but like i feel like there's so much to the fucking witcher that this this should be like a fucking all-time great show and it's and it's not there but uh hopefully it will be i will watch peacemaker promise <laughs> it's just fun like peacemaker is do like dumb really fun wanna, do you really oh ch- jesus i just got that out of my head <laughs> you fucking dick uh anyway uh thanks adam for that um so i've also been catching up on some tv um uh my wife and i finally got around to starting squid game <laughs> we're like so far behind um so we are like think? Three, three episodes i mean it's fantastic like like that's one of those shows that i feel like um it it bridges that great like uh divide between like popular and like excellent like in quality like it's both of those things like it's not just like bingeable because like it's you know bingeable but it like it has a lot of interesting things to say like while also being very like wild and entertaining so i I like it a lot um korean uh films man and and tv are underrated my wife has been binging non-stop just random korean stuff on, on netflix <laughs> big uh, into it huh <laughs> yeah like i just walk in there and i start seeing like the subtitles or it's dubbed or whatever and then she's like this is really good like there's some zombie one that even references all of us like are dead, yeah yeah that one yeah all of, yeah, all of us are dead yeah she, she loves it and it, it like it uh, references like train to busan which was an excellent movie just saw so that too. 
Uh, yeah, man, they're onto something there, dude. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think like that, I mean that industry for a long, like you know, in the early two thousands or in late nineties, you saw stuff like Old Boy and whatnot. That like, like, and then you know, obviously some of like the like movies like The Host and all that stuff. Like, was, as, wasn't The Departed based off of like a Korean film? Or something uh, like that? I think that was Hong Kong cinema, and it was called Infernal oh. Affairs. Uh, somebody can call me out if I'm wrong on that. I know the Infernal Affairs is correct, and there was actually a trilogy of movies. Um, but um, but I think it was Hong Kong, but it may have been Korean. So actors are cycled, are recycled hardcore in Korean films, though. Like they're yeah. in all of them. <laughs> like it's the same dudes in all of them. It's sure. great. Um, let's see. So Peacemaker a little bit also. Like again, we're a few episodes into that. Boba Fett. Oh, we have all but one to go. Uh, gaming. I've actually been doing a lot of gaming, but like it's been like really casual, like relaxing stuff for me. So I, I beat Shadow of uh, War. I'm glad I played it when I did because I think another year uh, of time going by, I probably would not have finished that game because it's it's good. It's very good, but like it very much feels of its time and place, which is like early Xbox uh, One, I think, or mid Xbox One. No, actually, it's not because we had the conversation on the stream. They came out. Um, a year before uh, God of War 2018. Um, so it feels like that, like it's older than it actually is. But it, mechanically, very fun. The end of that's bullshit. The Shadow Wars thing um, was quite frustrating. Um, the the little uh, tower, not really tower defense, but like siege defense thing I didn't really like. But um, And then right now I am 100%ing Dark Souls 2. It's the last From Software game I've not 100%ed. And since like paradoxically those are relaxing games for me to play like to get into a rhythm um that's just what i've been doing i've been going through my little checklist of rings and spells and pyromancy shit and uh running through and just having a good time with with uh, the uh, the least beloved of the souls game which is still pretty good uh looking forward to elden ring so that's it for me um i uh, you just want a buckwild i have a buckwild movie recommendation while talking about like like foreign films and things like that before we go off the media topic yeah I like- uh, amazon prime has a russian sci-fi called cosmo ball if you <laughs> like want like a, a, a fun like dumb shot off your brain sci-fi it's literally they play sports to protect the galaxy yes and it's like a weird teleportation like anti-grav soccer big into that it's it's the the setting is like eco-punk in the future you people sometimes get teleportation <laughs> powers and so they hide they like get joined into like this little soccer league basically and You're like kylo ren more more yeah, yeah. <laughs> anti-gravity it's, soccer more <laughs> and, and there's aliens in it and it's oh, got these big like, like not like space fight but like <laughs> atmospheric fights with like you know they teleport around and stuff like that because they can they can float by teleporting in place rapidly you said and it's a film, it's, right? Not a, a it's show. It's a film. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's, it's a Russian film called Cosmoball. Amazon Prime. If you have it, Apple TV, you can buy that it. That sounds like crack a couple it's, beers and sitting up an Xbox. Listen party. to this. Cosmoball, also known as Goalkeeper of the Galaxy. That's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> goalkeeper. Why didn't they call it that? Damn it. Uh, so I'm watching Cosmo the. Di- awesome. I'm, I'm watching the fucking trailer right now. Um, it's just. It's just fun. It's just. It's not again. Not good. Just a good time. <laughs> I mean, that's like you're you're really uh, you're speaking my language now. Not good. Good time is uh, yep. my favorite film genre, subgenre for sure. Like, oh shit, that's it. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> PS2 Final Fantasy cutscene. Oh, dude, yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, uh, good. Uh, oh, uh, so on a, a quick tangent, and then I promise we can stop. Um, so George will laugh. So. I wrote to like all of the uh, London like Premier League like soccer box office saying like, hey, we're coming internationally. I know that like normally it's a lottery system or you have to be a member. Um, It's a retirement trip for my parents. Like if you are willing to take any consideration, like we'll happily pay like customary prices for like any seats that you can like hold for us. Um, Pretty much every single team was just like here's where you can find the information on the ticket sales but watford was like yes we will absolutely give you fucking um tickets like we're happy to hear you're coming to visit just make sure you don't wear the visiting team's jersey or we'll kick your ass out like it was a pretty nice email ex- except for that and i was like oh, shit, this is very serious uh and then i was like i wonder why tickets are so easy like why and then i looked they're like the second to the last in the league oh, they have yeah, like they're always about to get relegated they're so bad there it's like four wins and like 15 losses i'm like oh it's the jaguars of the <laughs> of the like the english like well the thing is like in in, in the in in soccer in overseas like there's 
more than one division. And if you don't win enough games, you get kicked out of the division. Yeah, so, no, I, I know. Yeah. I, I watched that so, last though. I'm familiar so, with yeah, the relegation. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like, fucking the Jaguars wouldn't be in the NFL no. right, right now. Uh, but I'm just excited to go. Like, so they, they said that like, oh, uh, it's, it's, they, it's they an incredible. Us- it's incredible atmosphere. It's, there's nothing like it, man. You're going to have, it doesn't matter. And the thing is, it is very much like Ted Lasso where even the shittiest teams have the most diehard fans there. Yeah. So that's how I want to go. Just the cultural thing. My parents are excited too. Cause they, they blasted through Ted Lasso. I hooked up the Apple TV, like when we were visiting and I'm like, Hey, I think you guys would like this show. Cause it's funny and like heartwarming. And who are um, they playing? Uh, leads. Oh, who's okay. also doesn't look to be great. So it looks like yeah, they have a chance a to win. That's a winnable game. That's a yeah, winnable yeah. 100%. game. 100%. So. That's what I that's what I, I saw. But I thought you get a kick out of it that we're going all the way overseas to see like the British equivalent of our home are NFL you, football you, team. Are you going to go to Manchester? Uh like for another football game now. Nah. Like No, no, just, no, just are you you're going to pass through Manchester? Oh, um we haven't decided like other than uh you know going um south to to Brighton Beach like uh on any other day trips like from London. But I suspect we might do one other like day trip outside of the city since we're going to be there five days, like figure three days in the city and then like two day trips like, you know, would be pretty good. So there's there's jack shit to do in Manchester. However, taking this the tour of Old Trafford, that stadium, it's one of the most iconic um, historic stadiums in the world. It is worth it, even if you're not a fan. I'm not a fan of Man- I'm not a Manchester United fan, but it was an amazing experience to take that tour. Okay. So if you, I mean, if you got other better shit to do, by all means, but if you're kind of looking for something to do, taking a day trip to Manchester just to go see that stadium is, uh, is, is, is a hell of an experience. It is, it is the, by far the most historic stadium in all of England. Very cool. Yeah. If we get up that, I don't know, up, down, sideways, wherever Manchester is like, well, definitely, uh throw it on the list of possibilities but that brings us to the end of the show i wish uh zach was here just so we could make a patriots uh joke one more time before the nfl season ends uh we hope you all have a lovely weekend and we shall see you next week oh halftime show i can't wait for that halftime show man